0: It's
1: Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
2: Droves, large numbers, and we appreciate it. Keep it coming. Tell a friend. Even if you can't be with us all three hours, stay with us for two hours and 59 minutes. We're cool with that. (laughs) I'm not asking much. Russell and Medhurst here 9 to noon each and every day. If you're new to our program, we're here 9 till noon. You can take us live, even if you can't listen on the radio, take us live for free on the Odyssey app. Never miss a moment. Of Russell and Medhurst. Matt Essig on the other side of the glass. He, of course, is the first voice you hear when you call in It 301-230-0980. Be courteous to him. He'll be courteous to you. Even if you're not, he will be because that's the type of guy he is. Russell's on the other side of the board. I'm here. Off tomorrow, headed to Denver, Colorado. And, well, big fella, I committed a major, major traveling faux pas this morning. I couldn't sleep all night because I was so scared I was going to oversleep and not make my Southwest check-in time 24 hours ahead. Well, as it turns out, I thought my flight was at 635, so at 633, I start trying to check in, and it goes through immediately. I was like, uh-oh, that's a problem. Turns out, the flight's at 630, so I checked in three minutes late. I got a seaboarding pass on Southwest. So that means I'm going to be one of the last people to get on the plane, which means for four freaking hours tomorrow morning, Russell, I'm going to be sitting in the middle probably. Unless I can pull some strings with my man Carlton over there at BWI. All right,
1: so you told me this right before the show. And I've only been on Southwest, I think, twice. And I've had a pleasant...
2: Which is flight. amazing, considering you have relatives in Florida. Yep. I yep. figured that'd be Well, a, but
1: because mostly they operate out of BWI... Oh, uh, that's true,
2: yeah.
0: So they do Much have easier they do to fly fly out very Dulles.
1: limited flights out of Dulles, but yeah. it, it's very limited. Yeah. Okay, now maybe they've expanded it a little bit. I don't know. But I've had pleasurable experiences with BW, uh, with, uh, with with Southwest. Okay, yeah,
2: we charter with Southwest, right. but they're but the team is leaving today, which but, means I'd have missed two shows.
1: Right, but I find it absolutely mind-boggling, mind-boggling that people have so little to do in their lives that they can set their alarm for twenty-four hours in advance and exactly hit it so that. At three minutes past the opening window, you're screwed. Oh yeah, you, you I, know what I'm saying? Like I know what you're trying to do, and I'm not trying to make fun of me. I'm just constantly blown away by the people that stand <laughs> in line for 15 hours to get the new Apple phone. Oh yeah, and 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 I I I, I just I'm constantly blown away by take it to a Duke North Carolina oh, game. You know, oh I can't imagine what that must be like because I. Listen, I am not a good time manager. Everyone knows that. I need to work uh, hard. What, what is the old adage that Chuck Sapienza and, and CK have tried? Work smarter, not harder. All that. I'm not a great time manager. I, I will admit that to anybody. You are v- v- you are pretty prompt. You are on on target, you know, whatever. So good for you. Apparently there's a lot more of you than there is of me because, like, if I had to wake up at 6.28, I mean, I' I do. but I mean, if I had to do that just to log on at six thirty just to claim a seat for a flight twenty four hours away, there's almost no chance. but here's
2: the thing that I would make that Here's the thing. I was up in the two o'clock hour, the three o'clock hour, the four o'clock hour and the five o'clock hour just because I couldn't sleep, I was a nervous wreck making sure that I didn't oversleep, went to the bathroom a couple times Ugh. and you know,
1: your boy might I'm have gone j- to the just, bathroom like double digit. I'm just times.
2: like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm up. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna get it, and then only to have my heart broken because mm. I knew I was gonna get the rejection. It's not time to check in yet. You get that little block that says uh, you can't check in for this flight yet. Right. I was just get waiting to happily get that, and then it went through, and I was like, oh, I knew that was a problem right then and there.
1: All right, so, so Guerrero is C14. So. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm gonna say. Just. To kind of put a, a ribbon on this, and then we're gonna to get to Dallas Week. If anybody can help out my guy, Pete Medhurst, the voice, the voice of the U.S. Naval Academy, Navy football. If anybody could help out my guy, I mean, I I'm would b- get I would enlist the services of Lenny the legend. Wrong Lenny, airline. Lenny, Lenny, Lenny knows a lot of things. I don't know if he can fix that. However. If anybody out there can help out my guy, Pete Medhurst, get him safely in the right seat without. <laughs> we're not, I just we're don't not asking for anything. Right, exactly. Not, we just don't want him to squeeze his onions in the middle. Next to, like, Mom, Pa, Kettle, Bell, or, they or whatever. They might be all right.
2: It's the, it's the person that's taking up, like, a seat and a half that yeah. could be an issue. Four you, hours you mean in the middle a of the a large carriage? I'm just saying. Like me? I didn't say if that. If I was sitting next you to you? You said that, okay. not me. Well,
1: no, I'm just saying.
2: Because you would lean against the window so yes. you wouldn't be a seat. That's exactly
1: oh. what I do. You're absolutely 100%. right. When, you're, when you look like me, you either sit in the aisle this way, you can lean over, with with the exception of when the constant parade of stewardesses and and people come through bathroom and drink cart beverages and whatever. Or the smarter play is to get the window seat, not to be a not to be a a, a, a window purveyor. No, 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 because you find the little extra nook in the window and you lean your ass over that way so that you're not taking a quarter and a half seat or a seat and a quarter or a seat and a half. That's what you do. That's the smart play for fat people on a plane. Or for, let's put it this way, people of larger carriage.
2: That's a that's a very complimentary way to put it. Uh, great win for the Nationals last night. C.J. Abrams walks it off. Three hits for Washington in that one. And the Capitals smash the Flyers 3 one uh, good nights uh, for Dylan Strom and Connor Brown. And for those of you that think Connor Brown is a kid, as some of you said on Twitter, hey, I like this kid. Well, he's not a kid. He not was drafted a kid. back in 2012. But that's not okay. That's all right. But if he's going to score. A,
1: he's a new kid yes, here.
2: He's a new kid on the block
1: here oh, in D.C. N-K-O-T-B. There you go. Or we could play new kid in town by? The Eagles. Yeah. There you go. So Dylan
2: Strom and Connor Brown teaming up for Washington, 3-1 in Philadelphia last Exciting night. Exciting
1: win, uh, just a, a minute, on the Nationals. Exciting win for them. I, I Listen, I know it's 101 losses. I got it. Josiah Gray finally pitched good. That was huge. You beat the World Series champions. I I, I understand. And I underst- you put them a game behind the yes. Mets. Yes, and, and I understand you have 101 losses. We We get that. That was a huge game for the Braves. And for them to, for the Nationals to kind of be resilient and punch for punch after the first two games of this series did not go very well, and to walk it off. And for it to be C.J. Abrams, who wasn't the defensive star last night, that was your guy, Ildemarro Vargas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But for C.J. Abrams, after he didn't run hard, self-admittedly, and he was going to get asked about it, self-admittedly, Jags pointed it out on the broadcast. I saw it. I think everybody saw it. Smart people that were watching the game and paying attention saw it right away. Okay, uh, smart people uh, that I know, uh, you know, saw it right away. And CJ admitted it to heist on the game yeah. broadcast. I know you talked about it because I heard a little bit of your post game, uh, you know uh, last night. And the bottom line is this: when you lose hundred and one games, Pedro, you can't n- no win. A-, a-, a win always feels good in whatever sport, and that's why teams never tank, really, And that's why athletes and coaches never tank but when you when you help when you win against a team that is the defending world series champions and you hurt them to whatever degree it doesn't mean they're not going to win the NL East cuz they could easily sweep the Mets this weekend when you help them or when you beat them and therefore hurt them you know what there is something be, why because there's a rivalry number 1 and because they're playing for something which of course brings us to Dallas week all right in terms of that
2: for years we have watched it fade away for you know lack of a better you know terminology the the Washington team Dallas for a while there as well contributing to this fade away of the rivalry. The great thing about the rivalry when it became as such in the 70s was because Washington and Dallas were knocking head for big stakes in the 70s with George Allen and Tom Landry, two of the very best that the league has ever seen on the sidelines going at each other. There was a, if you talk to the players involved, there was a genuine dislike, you know? Uh, there's no doubt Randy White and Dexter Manley were not taking pictures next to each other, exchanging jerseys at the end of games. You know, the NFL is a different place now. Sports are a different place. There's a greater respect for the other players on the other team. There's not as much dislike. Yeah, you want to beat them. But there isn't the same hatred that existed when Washington and Dallas were Went against each other in the 70s and early 80s when there were high stakes on the line. That's when the rivalry was at its apex. It couldn't have been greater than that at that point. As Joe Theismann explained to us uh, when we talked to him about his f- football life, mm-hmm. you know, the stadium is shaking. 55,000 people are jumping up and down. The, the bleachers are shaking up and down with them chanting, We want Dallas. It's probably still to this day the first moment I can ever remember in sports where I significantly got goosebumps uh, as an adult watching that uh, at RFK Stadium. But that has faded away. And both teams have contributed mightily to its fading fading away, Chris. Mm -hmm. And right now, I don't know if it would ever get back to the point that it was. Even if both teams were decent, I don't know if it ever gets back to the distastefulness they had at one point, the question is, how do they even get remotely close again? Because you don't feel any intensity right now, no,
1: for Dallas week whatsoever. All it is is words that you type on a keyboard. All right, so a couple of things. Um, first, I'm me not being around here from around here, I don't have that direct connection that you have that many have in our audience back in the '70s, '80s, you know what have you. When I first got here, listen, the Dallas Cowboys are the New York Yankees, the L.A. Lakers. Everybody wants to beat them, right? We all know that. They have the proverbial bullseye on their back, right? Just because they're the Dallas stinking Cowboys. The Dallas stinking Cowboys. Whether they're good, bad, overrated, ugly, indifferent, relevant, whatever. Because they're the Dallas Cowboys and people think they're America's team, which is the dumbest thing ever ever alive on planet Earth. I would never, ever, 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 ever in a million years call them America's team because they ain't America's team, baby. They ain't America's team. And if they are America's team, we are dumber than us, as a society than I think we are. How about them, cowboys? Yeah. No, 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 Jimmy. No, Jimmy. I said you're not America's team. Navy football, that's America's team. That's America's team. Jimmy, just shut up. You are not allowed to come out anymore. That was Jimmy Johnson, right? Yes. Yes. I just wanted to make sure, because yeah. they all sound alike, like Barry Switzer sort of sounds alike. <laughs> <You> know. But, <laughs> Jimmy, I don't want to hear from you. You're in Isla Mirada, Florida, on a freaking boat, on a Dan Snyder-type yacht, enjoying your millions and Terry Bradshaw's millions. I don't want to hear from you. Never let me hear from you again. Ever. Let me hear from you again.
3: How about them, Cowboys? Yeah.
1: I said I don't want to hear from you, Jimmy. <clears throat> anyway. So, Pete, because He's of... He's partly
2: responsible, by the way, for the rivalry going yes. away because he got Dallas good while Washington was not. Right.
1: But because of all of that nonsense, Dallas is almost everybody's rival, right? So this notion that Dallas weak For the Washington Redskins, Commandalorians, football team, Walruses, Walnuts, whatever we're calling them these days. Okay. I know it's the commanders. Relax. Doing a bit. Um, This notion that it's Dallas week. Yes, it is Dallas week. The schedule says they're playing the Dallas Cowboys this week. To your point, I think this rivalry, and I'm just going to say it, right now, is dead. Or if it's not dead, it's on life support. And I stand by that and I know I'm gonna get yelled at and I know I'm I gonna get crushed. So. And I know Paulie's gonna be mad at no, me and think I, that I'm I been drinking no. and what I, I disagree with you. I, I think I think Redskins fans, Commanders fans, are gonna say you're crazy, you're nuts, you didn't grow up here, you're you're just saying this to get calls, ratings, clicks, whatever. I'm telling you, because there's been zero playoff success for both teams. In the last quarter century, I mean zero, zero, none. You can't have a rivalry that is as strong as it used to be when you're not meeting in the NFC Championship game like they used to or battling for the division crown every year like they used to. The only time that these two teams have played a super relevant game in my time here, super relevant, was week 17 game 16 2012 win and in for either side Sunday Night Football and the Redskins won yeah that's the only truly meaningful game that these two teams have played in my big Bob G 13 number three years covering three said, the team. follow me here in Washington DC and he got it done is that fair when I say that the only truly meaningful yes. game was 2012 uh, week uh, 17. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I, that's significant stakes, yes.
2: And I, but I'm with you though Chris. And, and, and I've been here my whole life. So I, I I know what it's like when it was at its apex. and
1: there's it's nothing, nothing at all like it used to be. When and you say that, is that because of the lack of playoff success, or is that because of the lack of things. success on the Commanders slash football team slash Redskins part?
2: It, uh, both teams contributing to it. Okay. Because Dallas was flat there for a long sure. time, too. Sure. Okay? But one but thing Jimmy, you can say about Jimmy Dallas... Getting them, yes. Jimmy getting them to, like, where Washington had been the dominant team with San Francisco from 82 to 91... Mm-hmm. It was right after that, as Washington sure. was fading away, sure. that Jimmy that came Jimmy in. rose the sure. Cowboys' profile, and Washington couldn't stay with them. But so,
1: but now let me ask you this: Okay, forget you're absolutely right on that and the timeline. We I, I think we all understand. And then Barry won, Switzer won, mostly because of Jimmy. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Jimmy left him a
1: full right. cupboard. <laughs> but since that point, Dallas has not made the conference championship game. Dallas has, of course, not made the Super Bowl. Dallas has not won the Super Bowl. Basically, the Cowboys have largely been in the playoffs. They've been since to the postseason then. more than we have. But that's just the point. The difference between the two organizations, as we mentioned yesterday, is Dallas has had a good amount of regular season success and zero playoffs. Su- I mean, they've won two playoff games, which is, you know, this team has only won one playoff game, mm-hmm. right? Am I counting that? No, right. I'm sorry. Two playoff games since Dan took over, right? 99? Todd Collins, they won one and they lost one. Remember, they that was the, they. Right, well, that was in 05, but in 99, didn't they win one and then lost the heartbreaker in Tampa on the botched field goal? Yes. Am I remembering well, that, that correct? They,
2: yeah, they did lose on the botched field goal.
1: Okay. But but they had won one, I think, before. That. I, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't whatever. matter. It We're doesn't, sitting
2: here trying to figure out if they won one game right. or two games Either way, over the one last One playoff 20 win, years.
1: two playoff wins. Dallas has won two playoff games, I believe, only since that last Super Bowl, right? And have not made it to the conference championship, have not made it to the Super Bowl. The question, in addition to, is Dallas Week dead? Okay. Or is it on life support? Or is it alive and kicking? Or is it stronger? Then I don't know how you can answer that. Okay, but you want to answer that? Do you want to know how dead it is? Yeah.
2: We're gonna look like the Pittsburgh Steelers going in there on Sunday.
1: Well, before we get uh, that that's an interesting part of this, though. That okay. That's an interesting part of what you just said. But I I I need to I, I need to ask this first. Does this rivalry Need just both teams to be really good at the same time in the regular season. Forget about the postseason success. Or does it need the postseason igniter, meaning any playoff game between the two, divisional round, wildcard round, conference championship round, obviously they can't meet in the Super Bowl. Does it need postseason success to revive it? Or is it as simple as getting both teams to be good in the regular season at the same time? Because they really haven't been outside of 2012. and. That's been, I think, the bigger problem is I think the rivalry would be alive and kicking and strong, maybe more than alive and kicking, strong, if both teams were good in the regular season at the same time. Instead, what we've largely had is the the Dallas Cowboys have had peaks and, 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 and groupings of strong years and and time in the regular season and virtually no playoff success the Commanders, Redskins, football team, whatever, have had the occasional, the occasional one-off regular season where they've been good or rode a magic carpet ride and backdoored, rammed their way into the playoffs when the Cowboys were basically asleep at the wheel or sucked or had were on quarterback number four, like what happened a couple of years ago. And that's why the rivalry, in my opinion, is dead because no matter what the fans, Pete, want to say— You have to have success. You have to have the game mean something in order to have a rivalry, a strong rivalry. You can call anything a rivalry. I can call the Nats and the Orioles a rivalry. Guess what's not a rivalry? The Nats and the Orioles. Because they've sucked – When the other is good enough, I I don't play four times. a year. I know, but they, but when one's been good, the other has sucked for the most part with the, with limited exception of like a couple of years, like what, 2014 to 2015, when both were good. But for the most part, both either one has sucked while the other was good or vice versa. It's not a rivalry.
2: Convince us that the Dallas Washington rivalry is not dead. You got to do a serious job here. You got to think about this because right now, both of us think this thing is dead as a doornail and needs a serious revival. In fact, it's going to look so good Sunday, Washington's going to look like the Pittsburgh Steelers when they play the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe that'll help revive Washington's hopes coming up this weekend. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us here Is the Dallas rivalry dead? Tell us now right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?
2: Is the Washington-Dallas rivalry dead? It certainly appears in terms of a rivalry, it's deader than a doornail. There's no buzz for this game this week. You got Cooper Rush versus Carson Wentz. You got Washington with a new name, wearing Pittsburgh Steeler uniforms. And But hey, hey, wait a minute. I found it. <laughs> the Steelers have had amazing success against the Cowboys. So, maybe Washington is hoping by wearing the black and bold barbecue style uniforms coming up this weekend. Because right. it's not
1: black and gold. It's no, black no. and bold. It's black and bold.
2: So, maybe by wearing that black and bold, the they're going to make it and better. The beautiful. You know, is it going to taste a little smoky? Is it going to be spicy? Oh. You know well, what I could go be? for
1: right now, even though I'm not hungry at all? Smoky Texas brisket with Ooh. all that fat and smoke Well,
2: if stuff. you went to the game this week, you'd be able to get some down in Dallas. I know. They don't do I that know. anymore around you know, here. You know
1: what was weird? Whenever we would travel to Dallas, which was six years in a row, Chuck Sapienza, God bless him, would... N- Chuck Bucks! We would almost always not go to a barbecue joint. Like, when you travel, like last week, now, not that, again, Sup Dogs is, is necessarily. That was our lunch place. We went
2: to Black and Kraken the night before.
1: Okay, so that's a smokehouse type barbecue. That, uh, place, they right? had a lot of everything. Okay. But that's regional, like, whatever. We would always go to, like, I don't know, some place that Red Zebra would ap- approve the bill. <laughs> well, that's usually part of it. <laughs> right. It would be like. We're, uh, you know, And you wouldn't think like a barbecue place would be that crazy, but it almost seemed like we would avoid like the local fair for whatever city we were in. I don't ever really remember, unless I'm forgetting, I don't ever really remember like going to Texas and bellying up at a true barbecue joint and eating brisket. Like you're going to see out of all the beat reporters on Saturday afternoon and Saturday night. Pictures of their food on newspaper or whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, in in those mesh baskets of all the brisket and the cornbread and, you know, string beans and whatever the hell else they're going to eat, right? You're going to see all that. I don't remember that at all. It's so weird. When we went to New Orleans in 2012, not that anybody cares, I didn't have one ounce of... Of New Orleans Cajun food in the 24 hours I was there. Not one ounce. We just, we always went someplace different. You know, maybe to avoid the crowd. I don't know. Maybe it was budget. I, no, I don't know. I just let everybody else choose and what have you. But
2: tonight, anyway. in Denver, where we're going, mm-hmm. where they're eating, because I'm not going with them today, mm-hmm. they're eating at Hacienda tonight. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, of course, I had to vote for this illegal pizza on nice. Friday. So wait, so you guys are staying in Denver? Yeah. Alright, and you said, didn't you tell me that it was like right across from Mike Shanahan's restaurant?
2: That's a le- one of them allegedly is. I mean, yeah. do you want
1: me to call Uncle Mike and oh, see no, if he can host we're, you guys? We're, we're
2: fine. We're fine.
1: I mean, I can, I mean, I can... They've already determined where we're eating. We already voted. I know, but I can get Uncle Mike, if you want lunch <laughs> at Uncle Mike's place, I could probably arrange that for you. I
2: appreciate it. Though. Okay.
1: I mean, just let me know. Yeah. Well. Let me know. By the way, Mike Shanahan, I mean, still a sharp mind. I'm. He lo- still looks good, right, for his age, mm-hmm. but completely white hair, if you haven't wow. seen him recently. No, I haven't. I mean, silver, white. I mean, he has completely lost all of his—he still has his hair, still perfectly quaffed, but he has lost all the color in his hair. He's white, silver, whatever. And uh, another just interesting note on that, just not to make fun of anybody, just happened to notice it. On Monday, when Trent Williams was ruled out by Kyle Shanahan for four to six weeks because of a high ankle sprain, the ESPN crawl said, 49ers head coach Mike Shanahan. Wow. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought about taking a picture and sending it to him, saying, Uncle Mike, I didn't You're realize back. you got back. <laughs> but I didn't want to bust anybody's chops.
2: Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Hit us on Twitter at WrestleMania six two one at Pete Medhurst. The Washington Dallas rivalry. Dallas Week is dead. I mean, it's dead. I mean, there's 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 no intensity for this game. The only anticipation for this game is because of the uniforms. Yeah. Because we're going to get these black and bold uniforms, which do, which do look sharp. Yep. So when the colors of the team though are burgundy and gold. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to some form of an alternate black uniform because it looks cool and guess what? It sells merchandise. Right. Okay? Uh, A lot of you donks are going to be headed to the team store on Friday you donks. or already been on Fanatics looking to get some of this merchandise. Like I would take the black hat with the go the The gold W on it—that looks. That's pretty sharp. That's one of the few things I've seen that I might actually pay a few bucks for because that does look pretty sharp.
1: Before we get to the calls, uh, actually, let me tee this up and then we'll deliver it later. Don't don't let me forget. I have a very very suspicious theory on why we're seeing the black, the bold, and the beautiful Mm. this week. Okay. Maybe Ridge Forster will be a quarterback,
2: and he'll complete twenty-five of Perhaps. thirty-three for three hundred two and three scores. Let's go to the phones. We'll start at the top line one. Our man Anthony's in DC. What's up, Anthony?
3: Anthony, going, man, oh, I, I, there you I, are. I've been listening to y'all for a while. It's my first time calling you guys. Nice to have you on board, Anthony. Good, good, man, good. Hey, listen, let me. <laughs> Woo! We better stop being. We better stop being too caught up in this past. I mean, why are we so delusional as a fan base? We stink, okay? We stink, all right. And and the and the fact of, that we don't boycott these next two games until these this team figures it out is 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 shameful because that was embarrassing on Sunday. That was a gutless performance, and there was there's no need to go out here and and. and participate in any fanism of of anything with this team if they want to come out looking crazy like that. And here's another thing. We better be careful. We talking about some rivalry. We better be careful we not the stock of the league. We're not, there used to be a pool of bottom of the barrel teams, okay? Your Miamis, your Detroits, your Cincinnati's, your Cleveland's, people like that. Them people got better. Them, them people got better. And we haven't. And we're worried about a Dallas team that blew us out last, last year. What are we talking about? Well, all these people will call on this, on this radio station. I even heard it this morning with my fellow Turk. All these people come in here and say, yeah, there's still, there's still a rivalry. I get up for the game. Now, are you kidding me? The only reason you get up for the game is because you got kinfolk, family members, your best friend in them, who from the area, who 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 actually root, they, they bumped their heads a baby, and now they're they're Dallas <laughs> Cowboy fans, and that's the only reason, the only reason, it's it's somewhat a rivalry because it's trash talk season for Dallas Cowboy fans, the Redskins fans, or or whatever the hell we're called. Anthony, so, I, so Anthony, I love
1: I hang on, I love your phone call, your strong phone call, love it, love it, love it. You said you're a first time caller, right? to us well we 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 got something for you <gasps> all right little rick flair we'll we give him it to him again oh that too <laughs> thank you anthony appreciate it good to hear from you make sure you call us back again that was a strong-ass call to get us going love it because he, he's exactly right yes
2: he's gonna lie too. jeff what's up hey guys
4: what's going on hey jeff pete what did that jackass who popped the usher last night—that was right near where your seats are, right?
2: Yeah, no doubt. That that yeah. guy, uh, that guy. I hope they ban him forever.
1: I saw him. That was Tuesday night, was, right? Yeah. Uh, was it?
2: What's today? Thursday? Yeah, yeah it was Tuesday. Yeah, there was
1: Tuesday night, right? Where? Where? Oh, what sorry, section? Sorry. Was, no, that's okay. What, what section was that? That's in? right
2: around 114, 113 uh, in that area.
1: Oh, because um, who was it? That was uh. Uh, Yeah, I I know a bunch of the guys. uh, uh, Kenyon, who's uh, great, Uh, he he mans that area. I guess he was in the video. He wasn't the one that got popped, but uh, he was in the video. Um, Like, everybody, please stop drinking and stop being an ignorant beep. That's all
4: I'll say. Yeah, I I, I recognize those seats and those ushers, and and good for them for trying to be calm about it. Um, The rivalry, Pete, you've been around longer than Chris has since this one's kind of faded off, at the peak of each rivalry, what do you think was hotter, Duke Maryland basketball or Skins Cowboys football?
2: Uh, no doubt Washington Dallas and football in the 80s, the 70s and 80s was even deeper because it was broader. Uh, Maryland and Duke was for two, you know, I, I would say a smaller fan bases. It got re- really good there for a while but because Gary gave two you-know-whats about mm. Coach K. Everybody else sees Coach K and goes, Oh, my God, it's Coach K! Ah, And Mike is awesome, okay? Mike Krzyzewski was an awesome coach. But when you've lost the game before it ever started because you think Jesus Christ has walked in the building, okay, and you have your Bible <laughs> in hand, and you go, Oh, please sign this Bible for me, Coach K. Gary did not care. Gary wanted to go in there every time and whip his you-know-what. His cookies. Okay? That's why that became a rivalry, because A, Maryland started winning against Coach K, and at that time in college hoops, there was nobody you wanted to beat more in college basketball because of the excellence of their program than Coach K. So, yes, it got hot there for a while, but Washington-Dallas... Uh, was still because it's the NFL yeah. still slightly higher, but they were both much,
4: really much, good though much longer term. and I was at every one of those Duke Maryland games and a couple of them at Cameron. is the reason that PG county is so packed with Cowboys fans? does that go back to George Preston Marshall? You know that's a great
2: question. um some have i've've I've heard that point from others. and I would say with longer standing, fans, longer standing locals, older locals that that might have a smidge to do with it, but I think what it do, I think why why it really is and it's not just Prince George's County, it's everywhere. Dallas Cowboys were a good football team. They had cool-looking merchandise. They were one of the first teams that you went and looked at their merchandise and you were like, "Dang, I got to get some of this." They got a star on their helmet, the blue You know, the silver, that is some cool-looking stuff. It's about marketing, and it's about merchandise. And as Chris said earlier, every time, even goes back to Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire, even before John Madden arrived on the scene, they tried to jam that America's uh, team theme down your throat on CBS on Sundays, and you know what? America bought it, and Dallas was good, and what do we do? What do we do? We like to support. We like to be associated with winners, and the Dallas Cowboys, when my naval academy guy Roger Staubach was running the helm, they were winners, and that's why they were able to build that fan base that is global, and why they're worth eight billion stinking dollars it, right now.
4: Jeff, good luck to your it, Bengals tonight. Uh, Where I'm, on, I'm on the plane in about four hours to head Can't out. You there, go to so. you go to every game.
1: How about that? Well, I'm a
4: season I'm a season ticket holder, and I, yeah, you know, I know. But still next, that's Next crazy. week is easy. Next week is easy one. Sunday night at Baltimore and oh, then the next weekend at New Orleans. Even better. Had uh, a boy. Have fun, man. Have fun. Yeah. All right. Good, good luck day. to Thanks, the Bengals. Jeff.
2: Appreciate it. The Dallas, Washington, Dallas week quote is dead. Tell us why it's not. Three oh one two three oh zero nine eighty. The big fella tells us what's trending.
1: All right, so a little bit of breaking news for the Commanders on this Dallas week Thursday. Yes, indeed, Gene Medina. Has been hired as chief communications officer, the team just announced, within the last half an hour. Uh, She doesn't appear to have any NFL experience, but was formerly a reporter, graduate from eastern Illinois, has worked in the area, has lived in the area, uh, worked for several huge companies in the Chicago area as well. That's where she grew up, Jean Medina, the new uh, Chief Communications Officer overseeing all internal and external communications. Greatness
2: comes from Eastern Illinois. Sean Tony Romo. and Tony Romo, there you go. and, and Mike, Shanahan. Mike
1: Shanahan. There you go. We were just talking about him. When, when
2: when she walks in the building. Do they play Funky Cole Medina?
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's Medina or Medina, but I'm going with Medina. Um, anyway. The Commanders gonna take the practice field for practice number two of the week for Dallas Week. And the Cowboys, one o'clock on Sunday. Our pregame coverage begins at nine a.m. The practice injury list was long on Wednesday. Charles Leno and Wes Schweitzer did not practice. Schweitzer concerned he's in the concussion protocol. That might mean uh that Mr. Martin is going to take over uh at center and face his brother, Zach Martin, on the other side and on the other offensive line. Sadiq Charles was limited. Sam Cosme as well. A bunch of other players limited including Benjamin St. Just oh no, with a hamstring injury after his breakout performance last Sunday. And the Nationals, as Pete said, with a walk-off winner from C.J. Abrams in the 10th inning, defeating the world champion Braves last night, dropping them one game behind the Mets in the battle for the NL East. And Aaron Judge, home run, number 61 in Toronto. And that's what's trending.
2: Dallas Week, quote, is dead. Convince us it's not. 301-230-0980. Listening live for free on the Odyssey app if you have to get out of the car. Let's go to line four. Charlie is in College Park. What's up, Charlie?
5: Gentlemen, good morning. Charlie, good morning. Black uniforms, black jerseys, black helmets. Lame. Wasted. Been watching this team. I on this team. I tried out for this team since 1958. They're my first love, win or lose. No black in the uniforms. The rivalry. Let Dallas come in here. I don't know what game it is in the season, but when they tie a jersey near the end of the season, it's the Dallas last. It's the,
1: here, it's the last game, Charlie.
5: That's what I thought. When both teams are fighting for a playoff spot, or if Dallas has already clinched, or fighting for a spot, and Washington can spoil them. Then you'll see a semblance of the rivalry. But for my money, the rivalry is never going to be the same unless, like you said, they're both in the playoffs or fighting for playoff spots. The personalities are different. George Allen was neurotic. He made this rivalry. Washington had fanatics on special teams. The great Washington teams of the 80s and 90s were loaded with talent, and so was Dallas. Do you guys know the story about um, Russ Grimm going back in the huddle with Joe Seisman? I don't know if it was a playoff game or where. I think it was for the NFC Championship. I don't know what year. And Seisman called a play back when they were calling plays. And and Grimm looked him straight in the eye and said, no, run it again. 50-guy. You you know the story? They ran it right at
2: Randy White over and over and over again.
5: That's the rivalry. I'm going to dominate you. I'm going to humble you. On national TV, that was the rivalry. You don't have anything like that now. But I guarantee you, when this team goes to Dallas on Sunday, that stadium is going to be packed, and if Washington starts getting humiliated, that fans, fans are going to be rabid anyway. And that's why we have twenty or 30,000 Dallas fans here and Eagles fans here because Washington's a doormat for a while, and those guys can come in here and dominate. But you let both teams be near the playoffs or fighting for something and see if that rivalry doesn't begin. I guarantee you Jonathan Allen may not be thinking about the 1970s or 80s, but Jonathan Allen's got a rivalry going. Every game, that's the way he
2: plays football. Thanks, yep. guys. Appreciate it, Charlie. And I agree with you on Jonathan Allen. I mean, Jonathan Allen right now is probably my favorite player on this entire team because every week he just brings it, hurt or not, he brings it. He's out there for his guys, and he's trying to win football games. That's all he's about. He doesn't give you any BS. There's no fluff. 93 just comes, puts the uniform on every week, and goes and plays football. Let's go to line six. Sean is in D.C. What's up, Sean?
3: Yeah, hey, um, I think the rivalry is dead, but, to, to your point about uh, – the airline Southwest. All you got to do is go check in in the in the morning. And I've flown Southwest a lot. You can upgrade to the A group. It'll cost you a few extra bucks, but given a four hour flight to Denver, you might uh, you might want to do it. They usually reserve. I think it's A A1 one to A fifteen or something like that. If people want to upgrade. Yeah, I so tried it online.
2: I tried online and it wouldn't let me do it. So, but I'll I'll, I'll go to the desk and ask. That's a great idea. I appreciate that. I,
1: I think what you should do is show up and just say, do you know who I am? <laughs> I, I think that's what you should do at 6.30 tomorrow morning or 5.30 or whatever time it is. Do you know who I am?
2: No, I, I can't You do should that. do
1: that. I can't do that. You should say that you're it's a big swing my, and it's silly. Not, it's not Ooh. in my DNA to do that. You should say that you're a big swing and silly.
2: Uh, my man Charles says <laughs> uh, he does believe that the DMV-Cowboy demographic does have a lot to do with the fact that Washington was the last team to integrate and had a huge effect on its growth and current state here. So
1: Did we get uh, – uh, he asked – him he offered her about the Southwest. Did he say anything about the – our last caller about the yeah, – He um, said he
2: thought the rivalry was dead. Okay, okay. I um, that. Jackie okay. says – Oh, the, that's right. He did. Yeah. He
1: started out for yeah. that.
2: My Jackie my. said the rivalry's dead because we have sucked for years and haven't beat them much since Snyder took over the yeah. team. Remember the time they beat us 15 or 16 games in a row? That's sad because mm-hmm. been a fan for 43 years. And on her last leg or on his last leg, I can't, it's a lady. it's a, She's on her last leg with this organization. Mm. 43 years, been rooting mm. for the Burgundy and Gold. Well, I
1: heard Charlie. I mean, he's been around forever, right? Uh, my pal Izzy Mania, uh, mm-hmm. who I've mentioned a couple of times, who I got to meet uh, her and her uh, lovely family uh, at the Jacksonville game. She said, in response to my question, Nope we want Dallas in big capital letters <laughs> followed by a hashtag of H T T C to which, uh, Nick on Twitter said, sorry, Izzy, but go Cowboys. Uh, and, uh, Nick, uh, another Nick, uh, at Nick with sports says, uh, it is if you're not a true fan, meaning is Dallas week dead. And, and that's really kind of another question. Do you have to be a diehard, diehard tailgate Ted, uh, you know, uh, Skins Huli, uh, Christy and 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 Pez. Uh, do you have to be um, Susie Q? Susie Q, waiting for
2: the team when they Absol- come back at two in the morning. Do
1: you have to be that? At, at, you know, the the hog farmers. Do you ha- um do you have to be that in order to think that this rivalry is not dead?
2: You might have to be. You might have to be. We got plenty of calls. We we'll, we don't want to shortchange anyway. We'll go ahead and take the break. And then we'll take some more of your calls uh, coming up here. And and I got a theory. Russell's on the, got some yeah. conspiracy yeah. that he wants to throw out here coming up next hour. So more of your calls on this is Dallas Week dead. Convince us it's not. 301-230-0980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?